the same. But being temporarily released means being released from whatever is hurting us. Whatever is holding us back. Or keeping us up at night. But it's only momentarily. Being delivered means we are on the other side of our issue. And we have decided to move, to move on and to become a stronger person in Christ. Some people are content with being temporarily released because it brings temporary relief. These are they who live for the moment. They simply want to see immediate improvement. However, they often find themselves back in the same situation days, months, or even years later. But deliverance is different. Come closer, listen. When being delivered, it sometimes hurt. I want to say that again. Being delivered, which is awesome, which is praiseworthy, sometimes hurt. Sometimes deliverance comes with consequences or a big price tag. This is why some choose to be temporarily released over being delivered. Let me give you an example. A smoker that experiences breathing problems. Once their episode is over, they often go back to smoking. What caused them to stop smoking? The shortness of breath. When they went to the doctor, received some medical attention, they started breathing better, and they started smoking again. They weren't delivered from smoking. They were temporarily released. Let me give you another example. This is similar to individuals who have health issues. Once their health scare subsides, once they receive medical attention, they may often go back to eating unhealthily, doing the same things that caused them to be put in ER. You may be wondering, why would someone want to choose being temporarily released over being delivered? The answer is simple. They are not willing to experience the difference. They are not willing to suffer. The smoker doesn't want to go too long without a smoke. And the person with health issues doesn't want to resist junk food or other unhealthy things. They, they want what they want when they want it and how they want it. As I was thinking, I would be less than a man of God to not talk to you about the pain that sometimes comes with deliverance. Sometimes when we have to give up something, it hurts. But you have to understand that
sometimes that pain is just a little note from Satan trying to call us back to where we came from. So how is it? We are all in here intelligent. Every last one of us, we're intelligent. How is it that we as intelligent beings get ourselves in a situation, ask God to deliver us, when we see some relief from the situation, we take a breather and then find ourselves back in the same spot. It's because we don't want to experience the difference. What do I mean by experience the difference? If you are used to having something in your life and you ask God to remove it, when he removes that thing, whatever it is, there's a void that's left. We know how it feels to have it. But we don't know what it feels like to go without it. And sometimes when we feel what it feels like to go without it, we want to hold on to what we had before. Because we don't want to experience the difference. When we ask God to bless our lives and to deliver us, let me tell you something, church. You may have to consecrate yourself by yourself. You may have to go in that closet and stay in there for a while. As a matter of fact, before you pray about anything, you may have to ask God, work on my mind first. See, if you ain't never been delivered or you've never had anything in your life that you wanted God to deliver you from, you may not understand what I'm saying right now. But if you've had something that you depended upon God for to deliver you from, you know exactly where I'm at. I'm going to tell you something. People telling you that it's going to be all right don't always make it all right. Sometimes that hug and that kiss and that, that I love you is good and we should embrace one another. But sometimes that does not remove the pain that we're feeling. So then we have to ask ourselves, am I delivered? Or am I truly just temporarily released meaning that if the opportunity presents itself I may find myself going back to where God delivered me from I want to give you some points today and to think about the points these points just ain't for you. They for me. I want you to know that every single sermon that I preach, I have to hear it first. And sometimes you may not be able to see the blood that's all over me, but I've had to crucify myself first. Before I deliver it to you. Because just like every other human being, preachers are human too. You pinch us, we'll say ouch. There are some things that even the man of God has that keeps calling him back. Even when you don't want to go back. You keep hearing, come in. So there are five things that I want to share with you today. And each of these things are distinct in definition and in nature. There are five distinct things that we must put in place if we truly want to be delivered. We're going to have a little Bible study today. And I'm going to go through these scriptures as um, smoothly and 
swiftly as I can, but I want you to pay attention to what we're talking about. And there were some people in the Bible in the Old Testament that I used to shake my head at and I couldn't understand why they acted the way they acted. Um, it seemed like they, they just should have known better. It seemed like they were just off the hook. It seemed like uh, the more God did for them, the worse they got. Seemed like they were inappreciative. And then after I read it and read it and matured, I, I figured out I was just like some of those people. The children of Israel. First of all, point number one, write it down. We must have a desire to be delivered. And we must tell the Lord all about it because he is the one who will deliver us. It doesn't matter what you're going through in your life. If you do not have a desire to be delivered from it, regardless of how bad it is, you're going to stay right where Amen. you are. Amen. Amen. You know, let's just talk about smoking again. By the doctor telling you that you need to stop smoking, that may encourage you to stop smoking. But that is not the key to quitting. The key to quitting is you have to make up in your mind that you are not going to smoke anymore. It, it doesn't matter if your husband smoked or your wife smoked, your children, or if you go to a place where people are smoking outside the door. When you are truly delivered, you don't want no square. But if you've only been temporarily released after you eat that good meal and you smell somebody uh, smoking over in the corner, it make you want to go get you. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Somebody says, smack the pack. Turn your Bibles over to Exodus chapter number three. Let's get through this. Dion, you got the big fun today. Oh, ain't nothing to it but to do it. Exodus chapter number three. I want you to read verses Seven through ten. The Bible says what? And the Lord said. The Lord said. I have surely seen the oppression of my people. I have seen the oppression of my people. Keep going. Who are in Egypt. Who are in Egypt. And have heard their cry. I heard their cry. Keep going. Because of their taskmasters. Because of their taskmasters. Keep for, going. For I know their sorrow. I know their sorrow. So I have come down to deliver them. See, now, now understand this. When we want God to do something for us, we have to let him know what we're going through. Y'all see this. Keep going. Out of the land of the Egyptians. Out of the land of the Egyptians. Keep going. Bring them up from that land. I'm going to bring them up from that land. Keep to going. To a good and large land. Keep going. To a land flowing. With to milk. a land flowing. Keep going. With milk and honey. To a land flowing with milk and honey. Keep to going. To the place of the Canaanites. Keep going. The Hittites and the Amorites. Keep going. And the Perizzites and the Hivites and the Jebusites. Keep going. Now therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel has come to me. And I have also seen the oppression with which the Egyptians oppressed them. Come now, therefore, and I will send you to Pharaoh that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. So he's talking to Moses. He told Moses, I know what my people are going through. I want you to know today that God knows what you are going through. Even if everyone else doesn't have a clue, God knows what you're going through. But you have to talk to him about what you're going through. Don't stay in pain and don't talk to the Lord about what's ailing you. You have to talk to Jesus about it. And let me tell you, you hear me say this a lot. Everybody is not going to understand your problem. Everybody is not going to try to give you a solution. Don't get disappointed when people stop answering your call at 2 in the morning. Don't get disappointed when people see you coming and you see their countenance fall or the, 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 their facial expression change because they don't want to talk to you about your agony. Talk to Jesus. Talk to the Lord about your problem. Tell him what it is. Amen. Amen. Some of us, we try to be too correct when we go to God. We're more interested in how we pronounce our words. The enunciation of them. 
I want you to know that God understands all different types of languages, including Ebonics. <laughs> tell him when you need his help. You don't have to tell him what to do, but just tell him that you need his help. So he said that I see, I've heard the oppression. I know what my people are going through. Let's go over to Luke chapter number 9. We're going to be going back and forth through the Bible. We're going to give you some uh, 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 workout today. Luke chapter number 9, verse number 23. What does the Bible say? Then he said to them all. What did Jesus say? If anyone desires. If anyone what? Desires. Desires. To come after me. To come after me. Let him deny himself. Let him deny himself. And take up his cross. And take up his cross. Daily. Daily. And follow me. Now watch this. You want to be delivered? I told you that you first have to have the desire. Amen. To be delivered. Amen. Do you know why you have to take up your cross daily? Because the struggle is real. Sometimes we believe we've gotten over things, but we just got by just by a little bit. Sometimes it only takes just a little bit to send us backward. Why? Because the way, the, the, where we came from, we were comfortable there. We may have even grown some roots there. But Jesus said, if you truly want to come after me, you're going to have to first have the desire. You know what that means, Brother Dion? Yes. You can encourage me to come to Jesus, but you can't make me. I have to have it within myself. And let me tell you something, church. Let me tell you something that the devil doesn't want you to know. It's okay to get on your knees and say, Lord, I have lost my desire. Tell him about it. Because sometimes the desire leaves us. Why? Life. Stuff that depresses us. Stuff that we go through. Things that have happened to us that we may consider to be unfair. Sometimes when we just want to throw up our hands, we'll throw up our hands on the situation and on So regardless of where you are in your walk, never lose your desire to follow Jesus because he's your only way to deliverance. Are we getting somewhere? Let's move, Brother Dion. I got to move. For whoever desires to save his life. For whoever desires to save his life. Will lose it. You got to give up your life. Do you know what that means? I was talking to my Wednesday night Bible class about this. This is so deep. It doesn't look deep in the Bible. But it's deep. What Jesus is saying. You and me. We have to stop living for ourselves. Now, I know this may be tripped out. You know, folk, I went to church. And I gave 11%. That's good. But where are you? Did you give him your life? You know what? It is easier to give God 10% of your income. Or 15% than it is to give him your life. Because you'll make more money, but you only have. Well, oh, y'all starting to get this. Am I making sense? So to give God my life, what that means is, Lord, I am too dumb to lead myself. I understand that the steps of a good man are ordered. By the Lord, I need you to order my steps. And when I get out of sync, snatch me back to where I need to be. We're talking deliverance here. I want you to know this. You have to know this. I'm, 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 I'm begging you to listen to me. It's more than singing, oh, how I love Jesus. You have to give God all of you. Amen. Everything. Amen. Don't keep nothing behind. 
Well, the Lord knows that I have something that I struggle with. There's a problem that I, he wants that too. He wants that problem. Because if you hold something back from God, you're not giving him everything. Jesus said, take up your cross. Daily. Because some days are going to be easier than others. Some days I'm going to get up in the morning and I'm going to say, I got this. Then the next day, I may get up and say, this got me. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Whatever it is, sometimes it's not something that we have been doing for years. Sometimes it's something brand new in our lives. But I realize that there is no middle road. We're either on or off, hot or cold. There is no middle road. So I have to give God everything I have in order to come to him. And it makes sense. There's a scripture in the Bible where the word of God says to abhor. Abhor, which means to hate. Abhor sin. And I used to wonder why. Because God is so serious about us not going back to where we came from. He said, hate it. Think about it. If I'm still in love with the sin that I asked God to deliver me from, the probability of me going back to that sin is great. But I got something that's deeper than that. How do you hate something? That you were once in love with. You just can't wake up in the morning and say, I hate it. Well, you can. But now you get got to get delivered from lying so much. The way to hate sin, hate it, whatever it is, is to fall in love with Jesus. I got to spend less time with me. And spend more time with him. Because I'm giving my life to Jesus. Are, are y'all getting this? So to be delivered. is more than saying that I quit. This is it. Not going to do it anymore. It's good to say that. We have to make up our mind. We have to make up our mind to follow him. But we also have to give him our lives. Because guess what? If we keep our lives where they are, we're going to continue to do the things that we have always done. Satan makes us believe we're better. Let me tell you something. Nobody gets better without Jesus. We may alter, we maybe can alter some things in our lives, but we will never be able to change our heart. Only God can perform open heart surgery on us and change our hearts. Church, it is what it is and it's going to be what it's going to be point number two we must hold on to our faith before during and after deliverance exodus 14 go to exodus 14 and you just may want to put a marker in Exodus because we're just going to read there. Because I thought the children of Israel, they were so fitting for this because they're, they're just like us. We'll say, well, if I think if I seen God do all those miracles, I would have been different. We see God perform miracles every single day. You getting up and breathing on your own is a miracle. Exodus chapter number 14, verse number 10. What does the Bible say? And when Pharaoh drew near. When Pharaoh, now watch this. God was releasing them from Egypt. He told them, I got you. But when Pharaoh drew near. The children of Israel lifted their eyes. The children of Israel, they saw Pharaoh getting close. Now I don't know, have you ever had a dream where you was running? from somebody or from something and it seemed like the thing that was running was going twice your speed <laughs> this is what the bible is talking about they're looking at pharaoh they're looking at him gain some speed up on them he's he's closing the gap keep going 
And behold, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them. The Egyptians marched after them. Keep going. So they were very afraid. They were very afraid. Keep and going. The children of Israel cried out to the Lord. Keep going. Then they said to Moses, because there were no graves in Egypt, have you taken us away to die in the wilderness? Why have you so dealt with us to bring us up out of Egypt? Keep reading. Is this not the word that we have told you in Egypt? Did we tell you before we even got this far? Keep going. Let us alone that we may serve the. Egyptians. Look what they said. They were crying out to Jesus. They were crying out to God. They were crying out to the Father. And they said they want to help. They were crying out because of the taskmasters, what they were doing to them. They were, they were going through a lot of things. The Bible says they were being oppressed. Now, all of a sudden, when certain things happen now they're starting to think back on where they came from look what they said didn't we tell you to leave us alone now I need you to really pay attention to this these were people, human beings, having human emotions. Why did they feel like this? They felt like that because it seemed like the thing that they were about to face was worse than the thing that they had been delivered from. So now they're having second thoughts. We know they wanted to be delivered. That's why God was sending Moses in the first place. They wanted to be delivered. But look at it. Now they're saying, we told you way back then to do what? Leave us alone. Now you've got us in worse trouble. Now we're faced with more things than we've ever been faced with. Because you didn't let it go. Not understanding and not realizing that they wanted to be delivered. But let me tell you what comes with deliverance. Constant dependence upon God. Amen. Amen. This is no different than someone who has been on crack. You put them in some type of institution where they can't have crack anymore and they have it withdrawals and they say, I told you I didn't want to come here. When you get yourself in a situation like that, you need to call on Dr. Jesus. Amen. Amen. Say it, brother. Deliverance. Amen. Church, I want you to know when you get delivered, it's not always smooth. There's some things that you may have to go through. Yes, sir. They had to experience the difference. Now they see. That the Egyptians are marching toward them. They're getting scared. And now they're starting to second guess what has happened. Keep going. For it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than we should die in the wilderness. Look at what they're saying now. They have totally given up. You go from wanting to be delivered to being okay with dying. Keep reading. And Moses said to the people. Now watch what Moses said. Do not be afraid. You don't have to be afraid. Stand still. I need you to stand still. And see the salvation. You need to watch what God is about to do in your life. Keep going. Which he will accomplish for you today. Keep going. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall see again no more forever. Keep going. The Lord will fight for you and you shall hold your peace. Now I just want you to stop there. After God has delivered you. You may go through some things. But you have to hold on to God. And watch the salvation of the Lord. You have to watch God fight your battles. Now I, I'm, I'm talking to you about this because if you truly want to get delivered. You're going to experience something. Amen. Amen. 
Just because God delivers us, it does not mean that our whole life has changed. No, it means that now we have to continue to be dependent upon him. Why? Because we don't want to revert back to where he brought us from. Amen. Amen. So if I was praying twice a day, I may have to bump that up to three or four times a day. Look at the text. Look at what the Bible is saying. They went from wanting to be delivered to why didn't we just die? How is that? Because their deliverance didn't happen the way they had envisioned it. They wanted it easier. It ain't always easy. Some things that we want to be released from, believe it or not, we're going to miss those things. So we have to ask God to fill the voice that those things have created in our lives. Now that he, he has removed them, fill those voids with his love. Do you not know that the more you want God to bless you and to deliver you, the more you're going to have to praise him, the more you're going to have to serve him, the more you're going to have to pray to him, the more you're going to have to worship him. You need him more now than ever. But we need to talk about this, Brother Dion, because a lot of times people just believe once they've been delivered, it's over. No, it's not over. Amen. It just began. Amen. 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 You know why church folks struggle? Because we're human. Because we're human. We know what we're used to. Sometimes people will look at you and say, I can't believe that you act like that and you're supposed to be a Christian. When folks say like that, when folks say stuff like that, they don't even really understand what they're saying. Let me tell y'all something. I gotta, I gotta put this down. Everybody is not suffering. Some folk are pretending. When you have truly been delivered, you understand the pain that's associated with deliverance. But when you have just been temporarily released, that's when you have a lot of things to talk about. Deliverance is to be a permanent solution to your problem. Keep reading, Brother Dion. Am I going to the next one? Or are you going to stay there? Just go back. I want you to go back. And the Lord said to Moses. The Lord said to Moses. Why do you cry to me? Why do you cry to me? Tell the children of Israel to go forward. But lift up your rod. And just stop there. I just wanted those words. When God delivers you, do you know what you have to do, Lansing? You have to go forward. Yeah. Do you see that? Mm -hmm. There is no turning back. Amen. I got to go. Let's go to Exodus, the 15th chapter. I want to show you something. Verse number one. I'm going to move a little bit faster. Then Dion. Moses and the children of Israel sang this song to the Lord. They were singing. You know, we, we, when we get happy, we sing sometimes. They were singing. What did they say? I will sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider he is thrown into the sea. The Lord is my strength and song, and he has become my salvation. He is my God, and I will praise him. My father's God, I will exalt him. The Lord is a man of war. Just stop there. They're happy. Being delivered is praiseworthy. It makes us happy. Amen. Amen. At this particular point, they were happy. Let me just put a quarter in the meter here. There's a reason why I stopped here. The same joy that God gives you when he delivers you, keep it. Amen. The same excitement that you had when God gave you your breakthrough keep it but in order to keep it you're going to have to keep him yeah. mm -hmm. amen is this making sense yes sir yes sir how is it that God delivered me from something but now I'm depressed 
on to what he delivered me from more than I'm holding on to him. I can't explain it any better. There is no other way around it. I've tried to look for it. We're either all in or we're not. How is it that God can deliver us from something and we talk about it all the time? Let me show you what I'm talking about. Go to Exodus chapter number 16 really quick. Verse number two. What does it say? Then the whole congregation. The whole congregation. Of the children of Israel. Keep reading. Complained against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. And the children of Israel. Now they were complaining against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. Now I want you, I want you to watch what they're saying. Keep going. And the children of Israel said to them. What did they say? Oh, that we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt. If we only had a died in Egypt. Keep going. When we sat by the pots of meat and we ate bread to the full. For you have brought us out into the wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. Now I just want you to stop and look at that verse. Let me explain what that means. Oftentimes when God delivers us. We reminisce. We think back on where we used to be. Look how they glorified their oppression. Oh, when we had those pots, when we were eating. You know why they were glorifying where they came from? Because they ran into a hiccup. See, when you're only temporarily released and you're not really ready to be delivered, as soon as something happened, you know what you have a, a, a tendency to think? How it was when you were back there. But you know, the amazing thing is, our minds are very powerful. And it sometimes shut out the bad things that we experienced around that time. It shuts out the bad times and we only reflect on the good times that we had back then. They didn't talk about how they were laboring and how they cried day and night to the Lord. And they didn't talk about none of that. They wanted to think of the good things that happened. And what I'm telling you is, if you continue to think back or to, 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 to think back or reflect back on where God has brought you from, you just may want to go back and relive it. If you truly want to move forward in Jesus, why are you talking about where you came from? And understand what I'm saying. I'm not saying that you can't remember where he brought you from. But what I'm saying is don't glorify where you came from. Because you just may find yourself traveling backward. They glorified it. Keep reading, Brother Dion. Oh, you know, Dion done went to the, uh, 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 another chapter. Don't even worry about it. What did, what did it say? Then the Lord said to Moses. Keep going. Behold, I will bring bread from heaven for you. Now, just stop there. That's all I want you to read. And, 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 and Dion, it ain't his fault. I told him to stop on paper. But I just felt like I needed to go one more. Look how God always had a solution to their problem. All we need to do is hold on to God, believe in him, keep our faith and our strength in God. God always has a solution to all the problems that we have. We don't need to suffer. And what I mean by suffering, we don't need to suffer from where we came from. Because why? God is going to give us what we need to keep moving forward. Amen. 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 You don't have to miss where you came from. Point number three. I got to get out of here. We must never allow going back to be an option. If you are truly delivered, you should never think about going back. Amen. Amen. What's the point in being delivered if you're going to go back? Luke chapter number nine. Verse number 62. I know you're there, Dion. I see red text in your Bible. Luke chapter, chapter number 9, verse number 62, the Bible says what? But Jesus said to him. Jesus said to him. No one. No one. Having put his hand to the plow and looking back, it's fit for the kingdom of God. Ain't nothing back there for you. If God has delivered you, you better keep looking forward. 
What you're looking backwards for? You know, you know, there was a story in the Bible. I believe uh, Lot, his wife, and some kids. Amen. Amen. They were told to run. They were, they were given a, 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 a task to run. They were even given time to run. All they had to do was keep running. But somebody was running. And had to look back. Why are you looking back when there's nothing back there for you? Amen. Amen. Apparently, you wanted God to move you forward because you asked him to deliver you. So if there's nothing behind that is of interest that would do you any good, there's no point in looking backward. But let me tell you something. Satan will come to us and make us believe that there is something that we left behind us. If we go back, just imagine for some of us. If we go back to who we used to be. Isn't that something? I know you're like me. Sometimes you'll go through a, a situation and you'll look at yourself in the mirror and say, that could not have been me because back in the day, I know how I would have dealt with this situation. But God, he helps us. He increases us. He delivers us. But we have to continue to believe in him. This is what I'm trying to get us to understand. And this is a major piece that's missing. As again, as I was teaching Bible study, I realized a Lego was missing. You can know the Bible backward and forward. You can know all the scripture. Know who said it, when they said it, why they said it, how they said it. But if you're not ready to live it. You're not ready to be delivered. You have to give God everything. I have to just open my life to God and say, use me. Because if I keep anything back for myself, that little bit is going to grow. Class, am I making sense today? Point number four. We must never forget who the Lord is. What he has done for us. Or what he is capable of doing. Let's look at Exodus again. Chapter number 32 this time. And Dion, I promise you I won't make you read any extra verses. My, my name is Flexible. Okay, you flexible. Then I take that promise back. <laughs> 32 and 1. What does it say? Now when the people saw that Moses delayed coming down from the mountain. Moses said went up on the mountain. When people saw that he had, he was delayed coming down. Keep going. The people gathered together to Aaron. They gathered together to Aaron. And said to him, come, make us gods that shall be before us. For as for this Moses, the man who brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we do not know what has become of him. Go to verse number 7. And the Lord said to Moses. What did the Lord say? Go. Get down, for your people whom you brought out of the land of Egypt have corrupted themselves. They have turned aside quickly out of the way which I commanded them. They have made themselves a molded calf and worshiped it and sacrificed to it and said, What did they say? This is your God, O Israel, that brought you out of the land of Egypt. You know, sometimes when we get delivered, it can get tough. Yeah. And we will even question God. Sometimes we'll even think that God is not hearing us. That he has forgotten about us. But we have to remember the God that delivered us in the first place. Because they couldn't see Moses, they wanted to build something. And they said, this is the God that led us up out of Egypt, knowing that that had nothing to do with their deliverance. Amen. Amen. The point is, we can't forget who God is, because if we forget who God is, we're going to doubt. Yep. Amen. When we start doubting, you know what comes after doubt? Fear. Yes. Amen. I'm trying to hurry this up. 
Bible says. Go to Ephesians. Uh, 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 uh. Brother Dion, let me just let me just get out of here. Mm -hmm. Ephesians. Verse, chapter number three, verse number 20. Now to him. Now to him. Who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. Now, now watch this. I'm almost done here, but I got to talk about this. God is able to exceed. Amen. In a. Abundance. What, Dion? Above all. All that we ask. That we ask or think. Or think. Now just stop there. I love Bible study. Amen. When God delivers you, you don't have to worry about going back. You don't have to be afraid. You don't have to doubt God. You don't have to worry about the pain that you're experiencing. You don't have to worry about any of that stuff. Why? Because He is able to exceed anything you're thinking. Amen. Amen. The problem that you have right now, God knew you were going to run into that problem. That's why he already has the solution. Amen. Amen. But you can't go backward. Your salvation is ahead of you, not behind you. He's able. Keep reading it. According to the power. That Read it again. Read the whole verse again. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. According to the power that works in us. To him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. There is nothing that God cannot resolve in your life. Are y'all understanding what I'm saying? My plane is coming down. I want us to go to Luke. Chapter number six. Luke chapter number six. Verse number 22. Blessed are you. When Blessed men, are you. When men hate you. Now, let's stop here. Give me about 10 more minutes. And I'm going to let you go. I think. <laughs> when God delivers you, all kind of stuff is going to come your way. See, Ed, I wanted to talk about this because as Christians, we need to understand deliverance is not always clear cut. It's not always a, a clean breakaway. See, because if we had to go through something to get to it, we're going to have to do something to keep it. Do you understand what I'm saying? I want you to know that when God delivers you, some people just may walk out of your life but you cannot let that discourage you because your deliverance is not about people it's about what God is doing for amen. you amen. Amen. and you have to believe him and you have to trust him see what people don't understand is God can do spring cleaning too and he doesn't have to wait until the springtime. Everybody was not meant to be in our lives on a permanent basis. Some folk were just there temporarily. But you can't revert back to where God delivered you from just because somebody walked out of your life. What does the scripture say? And when you and when they Just start over at the beginning, start at the beginning. Blessed are you. Blessed are you when men hate you. when men hate you and when they exclude you. The Bible says, when men hate you and they exclude you, you are blessed. Keep going right. and revile you 
Keep going. They cast out your name as evil. When they talk about you like there is no tomorrow, you're blessed. Keep going. For the son of man's sake. For Jesus' sake. Keep going. Rejoice in that day. You can rejoice when folk walk away from you. Why? Because you're delivered. Sometimes the people that we want to keep in our lives are the ones that God wants to get rid of. Keep reading. And leap for joy. For indeed, the Bible says leap for joy. Why? For indeed, for indeed your, reward, your reward is great in heaven. Listen. Quit thinking that you need everybody that you've met in your life. Amen. Amen. Say it, brother. We need Jesus. Yes, we do. See, I'm, I'm talking about this because the devil brings doubt into our lives. He makes us believe that, you know, here it is. We believe we've been delivered and we don't want to go back. Now, all of a sudden, Sean, you start treating me differently. But before my deliverance, we were cool. I go to Dion. He acting funny. Brother Hogg ain't who he used to be no more. Because I'm a people's person, now I want to do whatever I need to do to get y'all back cool with me. So you know where I end up going back to? What God delivered me from. When God delivers you, you have to be strong enough to stand by yourself. Regardless. That's what deliverance is. Sometimes when you get delivered, there will be nobody around you. That does not have to be anybody around you. Why? Because it's your deliverance. You don't need to have a family reunion. He did it for you. Some folk act like they can't accept the blessing unless 35 people know about it. When you're blessed, you can shout by yourself because God gave it to you. You may be alone, but Jesus is there. That's why you got to go back to my other points. Don't lose your faith before, during, or after deliverance. Just like you needed faith that he will deliver you, you have to have faith in God that he will continue to keep you delivered. Amen. I'm moving to my last point. That was point number four. Point number five, my last point. I talked about it a little bit, and I just want to hit it one more time because I know you didn't get it the first time. And if you did get it the first time, we're going to confirm it the second time. Number five, we must be prepared to suffer. Deliverance can be painful. Sometimes it may appear that deliverance makes our life worse. And sometimes after deliverance, it may get worse before it gets better. But you can't go back. You have to trust him. I don't care what it is. If you are truly delivered, you cannot go back. That is not an option. Amen. Amen. First Peter chapter number four. Therefore, therefore, since Christ suffered for us, since Christ flesh, suffered for us in the flesh, in the flesh, arm yourself. You have to arm yourself. Keep going. How? Also with the same with mind. the same mind. For he who has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin, that he no longer should live the rest of his time in the flesh for the lust of men, but for the will of God. It's hard. It's tough. You know, uh, sometimes people look at me and they give me that church folk look. Yeah, that's the look that I used to have before I understood. 
See, that church folk look is like, or, or sometimes this. Let me give you an example. And I talk about this because it's talked about a lot in the Bible. You're young. Been fornicating for 20 years. You want to be delivered from fornication. You want God to take it out your life. Now that's a good thought. But who's going to replace that person? If you've never been celibate before, you have no idea about what I'm talking about. See, a lot of us, we go on celibate trips. We make up our mind we ain't going to do it no more. And after two and a half days, we answer the phone call. Suffering means if I have to cry because that desire is so bad in me, I'm going to cry. And I'm going to talk to Jesus about it. But I'm not going back to where I came from. Can I get you one better than that, Sean? Some of us, God has delivered us from an abusive relationship. And we've been with that person for so long that it's hard for us to be without them. Mm-hmm. We've been praying that God releases us. We said we wanted to be delivered. And one day the person comes home and says, I'm out. It's over. It shocks us. Because we wanted to be the one to tell them that it was over. But they beat us to it. You would think that we would jump for joy because now we've been delivered. But now we're missing them. We still have their pictures around the house. When the phone rings with their number, it still says, my boo. So Satan makes us believe that we cannot do without them. So we find ourselves going back to the abusive relationship. All because we couldn't hold on to God. We went So did we get delivered or temporarily released? Is this starting to make sense? See, in our text that we had in Colossians, and I'm not going to talk about it too much, but in our text, I want you to just notice something. Colossians chapter 1, verse number 12. The Bible says, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. He has delivered us from the power of what? Darkness. Darkness. Look what the Bible says. So do you know why it's so devastating when things happen in our lives and why we go backward? 
because we were living in darkness. And not only were we living in darkness, but the darkness that we were living in was powerful. Think about it. So that meant, so in order for God to deliver me, he had to use power to deliver me. So if he used power to deliver me, I still need his power to remain delivered. So I can't go back. The Bible says, from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of his dear son. Sometimes God may shake us up on our job. And we may lose a job before he grants us another one. It doesn't mean that God is not looking out for us. It means that it was just time for us to get off of one job so he can transition us to another one. But while we're transitioning, we have to continue to believe that God is going to take care of us. Sometimes people believe that because they've been locked up, incarcerated, that it changed their lives. Incarceration doesn't change lives. Jesus changed lives. I've watched shows where people were getting out of jail and the inmates who were remaining there, they would look at them and shake their hand and say, i see you in about three weeks. You know why they said that? Because they believed you'll be back. Because they didn't believe that that person was truly delivered. When you're truly delivered, you don't go back to what you were doing before. I'm going to end right here. Amen. But I just wanted to, I just really hope that you were able to suck up what I said because this is so deep. There's no way around it. We have to give God our entire life or we're going to go back to where he delivered us from. And then it is not a deliverance, but then it becomes we were just temporarily released. Because we're back. And you know what? In general, when we go back to where God delivered us from, we're worse. We're worse. So I wanted you to know today, Lansing, listen to me real good. Don't forget the power that delivered you. It doesn't matter how hard or challenging it becomes. Keep your faith in Jesus. Stop reminiscing on what happened back there. And start speaking things into existence. Move forward in your life. Don't worry about the people that's leaving your life. Because if God wants to send new folk into your life, he'll do that as well. I just don't want us to get discouraged while God is, is delivering us. Because deliverance can hurt. Some things we'll ask God to take out of our lives, and when he do it, it's going to hit us hard. Because we didn't want it, but we also didn't want to live without it. I hope you understood today. You are a child of God. Amen. Don't think because you're, you're delivered and you're running some rough patches that maybe this wasn't the right thing. No, no, that doesn't mean it wasn't the right thing. It just means that you're delivered, but you got to go through some things. Yeah. Ask God to stick with you and stay with you. And you stay with God. Amen. Don't let nobody discourage you. People who are negative in your life, walk away from them. You know, I've, I've learned something. What, what, what? Negative folk brings nothing to your life but negativity. And the thing about it is nobody really knows what you're going through but you. You know, you don't have to try to explain the pain that you're going through. I may not ever be able to understand it, but it's not for me to understand. Keep talking to Jesus about it. Don't go back. Some of us right now today, 
We don't know if we're delivered or temporarily released. Some of us, we want to be delivered. And some of us right now, we're going through our deliverance. Mm-hmm. Amen. And it's hurting us. Because it feels like we've lost more than we've gained. But listen, there's nothing back there for you. Keep moving forward. Amen. 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 If you're not a child of God, you come by hearing the word, believing it, repenting of your sins. Amen. Confessing that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and be buried with him in the watery grave of baptism. If you are going through something, even before I stop talking, you can just get up and just walk down today. Because I understand deliverance is tough sometimes. Because I have to ask God to fill the void that that thing created in my life with him. And guess what? If I don't have the right relationship with God, it's going to be a battle. That's why I got to serve him, love him, trust him more than ever. If you need prayer, come on down here. You don't have to tell us what you did. You don't have to tell us what you're going through. But just come down and ask for prayer. Because being delivered, again, I want you to remember this. If you don't remember nothing else, if you just woke up, (laughs) being delivered sometimes hurts. Just remember that. But you have to. To stick with God and not take your problem to the devil. Sean, what you got for me? You got the perfect song. I'm so glad, so glad that, that Jesus lifted me. You know that I'm so glad.